the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red, and the sea of dingy, dismal, institutional blue on a stick. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I never thought I'd say this again, but here we are after a five-year break, live at the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, live at the Minnesota State Fair. A uh, little different uh, circumstances than last time. We are live at the Minnesota GOP booth, uh, which is on Judson. Carnes, one of those streets here. Uh, we'll, we'll get to locations in a minute because that's not the important part. The important part is uh, it's the place it's always been, Mitch. It's the place that the beat GOP booth has been forever. And the person who's been here for a good chunk of that, Jack Tomzak, joins us here. Normally heard three to five here on AM 12 being the Patriot. Joining uh, Brad and I, uh, I, I just tipped the game there. Brad Carlson, normally heard Sundays here on AM 12 being the Patriot. It's the next to the Good neighbor booth. Uh, so, <laughs> ye old mill, sweet Martha's cookies, it's cr- all here. Across you know. from Dino's, we've got that souvlaki smell wafting across the street, which, right by itself, is worth the trip to the fair for me here, gents. So, anyway, welcome to the fair. Jack, you've. Uh, you, you have not done the fair with this station before, as I recall. That is correct. This is the first for me. First time out here, and uh, I, I remember this, is, this would be the 20th year, although not the 20th time at the fair. We started doing the fair back in 2004. We had Michael J. Nelson of Mystery Science Theater oh, yes, on yes. the show as one of our guests, and he had the line that just the most enduring line has described every experience I've had with the fair before and since. He said, People at the Minnesota State Fair walk at two speeds, slower than me and much, much slower than me. (laughs) Someone once described it as like a blast furnace with animal smells. But but thankfully, we don't have the blast furnace type effect today. It's a beautiful day out here. You can ask for a better day. I I think I may recall one day this nice in all the years we were out here at the fair. Yes, it was a blast furnace with with that that, that locker room smell uh, walking past you. And... At various places at the Minnesota State Fair, we were much more uh, exposed to the crowd. The first year, we were all sitting down on sidewalk level on folding chairs and, like, basically at everyone's armpit level, at best if you catch my drift. And, uh, yeah, things have improved over the years. And and now we're up on the deck way at the back of the lot here at the Minnesota GOP booth. And uh, that gives us, I suspect, access to all sorts of guests here today. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking with a bunch of the movers and shakers of the party here. And uh, seeing seeing uh, what the what the future holds for the Minnesota Republican Party, fingers crossed here. So, uh, yeah, the fair, of course, is its own wonderful experience. Uh, the the whole idea that the Inflation uh, Reduction Act 
would have a positive effect on inflation, of course, was risible from the very beginning. But you, you never see that more clearly than you do oh, at the wow, fair yeah. and around the fair. What's a ticket cost? We had our tickets paid for, but what's a ticket cost? Is like uh, 15 bucks? My wife accompanied me this morning. It was 18 bucks. 18? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and bought uh, ticket at the gate, yeah. And, it, and if you want to park, well, well, Jack, you've had a bit of an experience with inflation. He's here, still signing you? his loan papers for that <laughs> right, right here. Yeah. No, I uh, fortunately, I hope he's listening. Um, I've got a buddy who's, whose parents are right across the street. And okay. He has, uh, he, his parents have opened up their yard for me at a reasonable <laughs> rate for the last uh, forever that I've been coming here. <laughs> well, that's the way to do it. I walked it. Actually, I torqued my knee earlier in the summer, so I wanted to take the eight. Because it's three blocks from my house, I walked down and I waited. And, of course, you, you take enough Metro Transit, you know that the bus coming in N minutes is uh, more optimistic than Mitch going to prom with Anna Kendrick uh, kind of announcements. Uh, it's just it's seven minutes, right? Well, fine. And we waited 15 minutes for that seven-minute bus, and, and we walked, uh, walked up to the door. And it's as crowded as a Tokyo subway. Mm-hmm. Literally, nobody could get in. So I wound up walking to the ferry. It was a 20-minute walk. And a half-hour wait for the bus. Is so, that one of those subways where they literally have the long poking stick to just, like, get jam in. every last yeah. person yeah, in they, there? I've so seen the that. I, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's exactly what it was like there. It was... So, uh, absolutely. Here's what I find interesting. What is this across the street? Is that St. Um, where is that? Falcon Heights? Like we technically uh, in Falcon Heights? Yes. We, are, we are in Falcon okay. Heights. Yes, yeah. uh, who do they vote for in Falcon Heights? Typically, uh, relentlessly Democrat. Yep. DF, it's a demo, DFL plantation. And um, the Democrats in charge of the legislature and the governor's office raised, uh, after having an $18 billion surplus, still found reason to raise taxes on everybody, including poor single mothers, right? Uh, exactly. And these people all around here who live here are all very happy about that. They Yet are. Today. So they say. And for the, how long is the state fair? Uh, 10 days. For 10 days of the state fair. No problem, and more. Put their lives on hold so they can sell real estate in their yards (laughs) to make bank. That's right. (laughs) So, so they're not. They might like having as much as we do. That's right. Uh, No, it's it's a miracle of free enterprise. I mean, I mean, people renting out uh, long. Every we capitalists are monsters. Until you have a yard, you can charge people fifty bucks to park in. That's right. Yeah. No. And and this is not just a DFL voting district. This is uh, among the most DFL real estate in the state of Minnesota. I mean, we are. I think this. We're not in Leah Finke's district here, but we're close. Uh, my district starts just the other side of Minnehaha, and that's, of course, uh, was Rena Moran's district. Uh, so that kind of tells you the territory mm-hmm. you're in. But, yes, free enterprise, it, it, it's like a Hong Kong market uh, for five blocks in every direction. Do you think they're paying taxes on that money they're getting? No. The, no, the cash they're, not. they're receiving, the fists, the, the wads of, of greenbacks they're receiving from people? As a matter of fact, no they're not, Jack. Yeah. I had a daycare that was over on Breda Street for many years and you know, take the kids there. And we had to plan around one thing, and that is having to find alternate daycare for 10 days because they live close enough where they could farm out their yard as parking. And that's what they did. They closed down the daycare. Husband worked as a teacher but didn't go back to work till after the fair. And uh, good DFL voters all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they made enough money to take the kids to Disneyland or uh, <laughs> Europe or wherever they wanted wow. to go every year and keep the husband's bagpipe habit 
We know how lucrative the bagpipe habit is. We're having a bagpiper on at 3 o'clock when Kent Kaiser is coming on. Maybe he'll bring his bagpipe. Here's the thing. like I don't begrudge anybody for making a buck. Nor do I. at all. I don't begrudge anybody here who's not paying taxes on that money they're collecting. What irritates me is the hypocrisy. I know. I know. And it's, it's, it is free money out there. And, and there have been proposals, by the way, to make that reportable and taxable. That's insane. It is. And, and it's, uh, it has been shot down with, with great bipartisan huh. glee. Now, one of the parties yeah. makes perfect sense. The other party, less so, especially yeah. after this last little spending wing ding that we had. So uh, last night... Ken Kaiser was coming by at 3 to talk about a, a, a DFL bill that would get rid of um, gasoline. Oh. Because that's smart. Yes. Um, uh, and he's bringing me cheese curds. I'm going to find out what they cost. And Ooh. I'm very interested in the cost of things at the fair this year. Admission is how much? 18 bucks. 18 bucks. 18 bucks. I went out to dinner last night and ran across a bachelorette party. Yes. From, I don't know, somewhere an hour, hour and a half north of here. Greatest Minnesota, rural America. We were talking to these, these ladies, and one of them married two kids, and she was telling me how much she spends on groceries yes. every two weeks at her trip to the grocery store, uh, 600 bucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's unreasonable, because I, I I, I've got two kids, uh, no spouse, and I only have them every other week, and yeah. I feed them garbage, so I don't know like, <laughs> if that's how much it costs to feed a family, like Actual food? Well, yeah. That's 1200 bucks a month for groceries. You know, that's and, insane. And, that's, and that is, did not provide you incentive to uh, feed them the good stuff, I would, uh, no, I would no. understand. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I had young kids at home, I, I, I was told by people who knew of the system that uh, Ramsey County Social Services said a family, uh, for food for a family costs $100 plus 100 bucks per person. So a family of five would be figure 600 bucks. Now, this was in the mid-1990s, let's just say. And inflation has had its way with things, mm-hmm. and, and more so than most. So you get right down to it. Since the mid-1990s, going for a family of five from 600 bucks to 1,200 bucks is, A, insane, yep. but B, basically what you get with that rate of inflation. Yep. And it's, not, it's insane, but it's not implausible. Well, for a pers- uh, perspective, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm old school when it comes to state fair food. Love my Prano Pups, but occasionally I upgrade to the Papa Pup, the, you know, the foot-long one instead. Oh, wow. Right. Look at you. Yeah. Oh. Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. Jeez. And that, is a, that hit double digits. Really? Yeah, wow. the cost of that. I, do, I, I, I was sure it was, it's never been double digits. And again, I haven't been here since 2018, but still, that's just really? five years. You know, the one thing, ever since 2004... I stumbled into my one go-to absolutely every time fair food. I talk about it every year on the air that we're here. Sausages by Cynthia, which is a block south of here. This is the perfect location. Right near Cloby's booth, right? It's right near Cloby Char's booth, yeah. exactly. She was here this morning. Was she? Yeah, they, 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 they put it on the whiteboard. They give little announcements because everybody wants to come. You know, they practically pee themselves. They want to meet her. Is Amy here? Is Amy coming? Is Amy coming? So they have to put it on the whiteboard. She was here this morning. Relax, people. So. <laughs> so one of the things that uh, the DFL is, is good at, uh, overall, but certainly at the state fair, is raising money. Oh yeah, uh, they've got the donut booth by the grandstand. Unless things have changed, I'm pretty sure that that is still the case. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this year, I, I, I walked past on the way in, and they've got they're actually selling food out of the DFL booth this year. Oh um, really? And I didn't have time or the money to stop and get it, but it was skewered taxpayers. <laughs> Eighteen billion dollars <laughs> for one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. All the numbskulls are lining up. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was looking for a pork reference, but yeah, okay, that'll, that'll that work works too. too. Yeah, <laughs> right. I wrote that joke on the, the 
three minutes it took me to walk in. <laughs> very, very yeah, well played. Uh, well, they, they're, they're, they're feeding the future of the fair for $250 million bucks. So, yeah. So, this, 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 the gals I met last night. Yes. 1200 bucks for grocery for one of the families. Yes. Um, we asked, I asked them if they, if they vote. They said they do. They vote our way. Mm-hmm. And I got to be thinking. So, if the DFL, the governor legislature can, can screw over greatest Minnesota working families. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no, it's no problem for them because our people aren't voting for them anyway. Right. And I, we either have to, is, is the window, is the opening, is our opportunity to find the working families who do not benefit from the DFL promising them stuff, but who are, are getting, still getting screwed over by the, the increase in taxes on everything. Is that our opening to I, win things back next year? I'm wondering. How do how, we get to them? I, I'm wondering. How I, many, I, yeah, I believe it is. I believe there is that opening. But how we get to them, yeah, that's, that's something that's open for discussion. And are certainly. they not already voting GOP? That's my question. I, that, that are, are there independent families out there who, have, who are in that situation? I bet if, you live, if they're living in Minneapolis and St. Paul, they're not voting our way. You're, okay, fair enough. Yeah. And, and they do, there are some of those who do exist out there. Well, let's talk about that more when we come back. Jack Tomczak, Brad Carlson, I'm Mitch Berg, of course. Special fair super show here at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds at the Minnesota GOP booth. Let's take a quick break. We're way in the back. You work your way past the, the waves of amber, amber waves of clothing. Uh, past the, the, the green waves of, of tables, uh, past the fans, who, by the way, thank you all for coming out here today. Great to see you all. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yes, the crowd is going crazy here. This is like old times here at the Northern Alliance. It's Live fit that many people here. At the Minnesota State Fair. I know, right? The security's crazy. It's right before my eyes, and I can take it. If it's Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Join Stock and Barrel on September 9th for the most exciting event of the year, the grand opening of The Vault, their pre-owned and specialty firearms collection. Enjoy free food, mind-blowing giveaways, and goodie bags for the first 30 guests. Come explore a wide selection of rare specialty pieces and top-notch pre-owned firearms, all carefully curated for The Vault. Firearm collectors won't want to miss out on this event. Mark your calendars and bring your friends to the Vault Grand Opening in Egan. Learn more at stockandbarrel.com. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at Pro-Life 
prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're learners. We take educational courses on new materials, have great relationships with suppliers, and stand behind what we do because we know why we do it. Look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, live at the Minnesota State Fair, the State Fair Super Show. Jack Tomzak, Brad Carlson, Mitch Berg. We're at the GOP booth, which is on, uh, on, let's try that again right now, on the south end of Carnes Avenue between Nelson and Underwood Streets. I, I spent next so- to the good neighbor. Yeah, that's right, Dad. Next to, next, next to the good neighbor. I'm exactly. no longer here to be on the good neighbor. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I'm not doing afternoons anymore. Hi, gang. Else? This is Cannon. <laughs> We're going old school here. Yeah. I tried to listen to uh, new school good neighbor today on the drive in. Really? No, couldn't, 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 couldn't do couldn't it. Do it. I, tried, I, couldn't. I, I tr- I've tried. They've, they, they've had, they're having some turmoil among their hosts, and and then I, I won't. I, if they want to promote their station, they can pay us to do it. But so I'm not going to go into a lot of details. But there's one guy. He's a former anchor man who is uh, slumming it on the afternoon drive. He's always been fairly cordial with me, and I, I've tried to listen to him, and it's. it's 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 always the good neighbor, always very very bland and always very very predictable. I just and, don't get it. Yeah, I've never, but they, they've been around forever, so they got something right. <laughs> That's anyway. why I like the station. It makes people think. That's right. Hopefully, yeah. So, but speaking of which, I think we can take calls here today. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. We're also on Twitter. Gab Parlor. No, not Parlor. Parlor is pining for the fjords, but Getter and Miwi. We're on all of those, and and the next. You're so hip, Mitch. I don't even know what these things are. I'm You're so hip. And there's no reason to know it there. And by the way, we're not on Mastodon or Tribell. So oh, darn we, the we've line. drawn the line there. But, uh, and by the way, the next uh, response I get from anyone on MeWe or Getter uh, will be the first. So, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not on Truth either. I haven't tried that one yet because apparently I've not gotten an invite. So. Hmm. Anyway, so let's, uh, I don't know, let's, uh, so inflation is, uh, is, is hitting the Minnesota State Fair. It's hitting people. It's, it's being directly exacerbated by Democratic Party, party policies, although you, you have a hard time getting them to admit it. Uh, so th- th- that should. We were talking before, uh, during the break about how to try and reach the people who are, the, the, how you describe it. I mean, working people. Who uh, who are getting completely trashed? Feeling the effects, yeah, no doubt. So Feeling the, the, the DFL rate had eighteen billion dollars in surplus and raised taxes on everything anyway. They turned it all into permanent spending, even though it was all one-time surplus <sighs> money and taxes raised on one-time surplus money. Sorry, and carry if on. for people who don't know what regressive means, um, it means when the taxes hurt people, uh, poor people, the most. Yep. Uh, when you raise taxes on everything, people who have means and, and have, have a surplus of income, 
the increased cost of things doesn't really affect them as much right. as somebody who's scraping by paycheck to paycheck or, or not quite paycheck to paycheck, right. which is the worst position, the second worst position to be in. Been there, done that. And some, somewhere along the way, the DFL convinced the world, the people of Minnesota, that they're, that they're the little guy. Yeah. It's never made any sense to me because nope. uh, clearly they are not. And certainly this, this legislative session is an example, uh, a clear example that they're not. And somewhere along the way, they also convinced, and the local media convinced the public, some of the public in Minnesota, that, that Republicans are not wrong, but bad. We are bad guys. Extreme. Yeah. Yes. And we got to, I think the first step is to get people to understand that we are not the bad guys. And how do We're you, normal, nice people. So, so how do you do that? I mean, that's, that's something I've never really... You show up at their house in the middle of the night and yell at them. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you burn their neighborhoods well, down. Right. I mean, this, this has kind of been a story as old as time. Whenever there's... I mean, the DFL's had the trifecta before, you know, back in 2013, 2014, most recently. And thankfully, the uh, Republicans were able to get back to the House in, in, in 2014. So we're hoping history repeats itself. But we've talked about this a lot. It's like, look, Republicans have an opportunity to go in to some areas that aren't Republican strongholds. And you're never going to win Hennepin County or Ramsey County or Washington County. That, that ship has sailed. But if you can make a dent in those areas, and that, you know, I don't think we have any um, prominent statewide races coming up in 2024. Obviously, the objective is to take back the House. So, right. You know, and, and, you know, Mitch, this is something you've brought up before, and it's a great point. You know, when you have candidates where they could go to, you know, a nice fundraiser in Republican strongholds, raise a lot of money, or, you know, roll up their sleeves and try to persuade voters in some of these non-Republican strongholds where, again, you don't have to win, but you just have to make a dent in. I mean, how yeah. many votes in 2022 could have put the House in Republican hands and could have kept the Senate in Republican hands? It was less than... Five figures, for sure. And, and you think about how close that Jim Schultz and, and, uh, and Wilson, uh, uh, Ryan Wilson Ryan, came yeah. to winning. And, and, how, and these are statewide votes. So a vote in St. Paul does actually count. Yeah, 100%. Toward, well, yeah. That, and, and, you know, I hate to dredge up uh, history, but the top of the ticket, the governor's race had, I think, less statewide votes than the auditor and attorney general. Can. That is. can't happen. It can't. Uh, no. It's, it's, and it's, this is... A, Brad has heard this ad infinitum. Jack, this may be a new one on you, but I, statewide candidates hate coming on my show, or at least they, really? they, they are very aware of the fact that I'm going to harangue them about coming into the inner city and talking with charter school parents because charter school parents are overwhelmingly uh, people of color, uh, lower middle, uh, more likely to be English as a second language or under the poverty line than the rest of the district. Okay. These are parents who may or may, I mean, may not be middle class, but they pay a real serious attention to their kids' education mm-hmm. that they're not getting at the district schools. Perhaps you've heard the district schools are terrible in Minneapolis. I have heard Sipper. that. Mar- they lead the nation in not <laughs> educating non-white kids. And, but and, let's focus on Florida and alleged book bans, you know, yeah, like Governor and, Clink is doing. So. And by the way, we have fully funded education. They were spiking the ball in the end zone about that two mere months ago. And now they're they're talking about uh, staff shortages and, and and being short of funds already again. Not even two months after they were spiking oh, Nonetheless, they're so full of it. Let's let's come back to that in a moment here. But you can can you get a statewide candidate? I had this explained to me by a staffer once. Uh, a statewide candidate has a choice on any given Tuesday night between coming to a. Uh, charter uh, charter school town hall in Minneapolis or St. Paul, or a fundraiser in Maple Grove or Wyzetta, 
how campaigns run on money. You gotta go where the money yeah, is. Right. And these charter school parents, uh, on the one hand, as you said, these are overwhelmingly Democrats, especially here in the metro. And they, they are also overwhelmingly unaware that the DFL desperately, desperately wants to shut down charter schools and get mm-hmm. all that money funneled mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. into the district schools here. So these are votes on the hoof, waiting to be gone out and convinced at the very least, or at least given some doubts about the absolute certainty they feel that the DFL is the party of education. And yet we cannot get them to do it for love or money. And I don't know what it's going to take to get the GOP, especially at the statewide level, to come in and start to convince the people in this neighborhood yeah. we're in right now that we are the, the good guys when it comes to the schools. I had this uh, experience this firsthand back in 2010 uh, when uh, Tom Emmer was running for governor and yeah. I was running during the summer and to the election was running the race in CD5. And I had bet on the Emmer campaign earlier that year. And once I got to CD5 and, and went to Cedar Riverside and met the Somali community, some of the leaders there, and heard them talk about how they were concerned that their people were going to be stuck in a cycle of dependence right. on the government. <laughs> I, called, I called the uh, the statewide campaign. I said, hey, you've got to come here. Yeah. And, like, I think this is going to be close. I think it might go to a recount. Yes. You should come <laughs> scoop up some votes in Minneapolis. <laughs> And they're not bad people. Very appreciative. Um, I don't blame. I don't blame the candidate because for a big statewide race, candidates are are trying to do the thing only they can do, which is raise money. Yep. Um, but I think staffers are. They're afraid. They're afraid to do something different. They're afraid to make a call that is um, unique. Yep. They're afraid that that making a different call than anybody's ever made before might be the reason they lose, and yeah. they're going to look bad. So yeah. I think campaign staffers and strategists just need to be a little brave. Because it's not like we're winning statewide races. No. Right. It's not Something like different is, 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 is needed. They've got nothing to, or not much to lose by, by trying something a little different here. Certainly, certainly what they did in, uh, in 2022 didn't do the trick yeah. here. So. Oh, so. But you've also got, um, you can't just wait for the statewide candidate to do it. Right. I think there's, there's an obligation for the Republican Party to start softening the ground in areas that we've never been before. Uh, Mark Coran. Yeah, I was going to say that. He gets to Minneapolis all the time. We need to do more of that. After the riots, Mark Coran, Jim Nash, a couple of the other uh, GOP, I think Benson, yeah. I think Michelle Benson went down to East Lake Street and, and got FaceTime with shop owners, which is something the DFL or uh, candidates were not doing. And, hmm. and, and, and Mark Coran, yeah, he, he's been getting some kudos for, for keeping that going. Yeah. For some time now, and that's uh, that's something that the whole party needs to get to be a whole lot better at. And I'm somewhat heartened by the fact that the Minneapolis City GOP, which to, counterintuitively still exists, yep, and is is kind of growing actually, is trying to actually put together the the, the money to get a a brick and mortar location yep. in Minneapolis. And I think that's a great start. It's yeah. not going to flip a switch for the GOP, but it's going to start shaving away the people who can be shaved away. And that is also one of the problems. There, there is no easy fix. There's, not, there's no magic bullet. It's not going to be uh, try one election cycle and fix it. It's going to take time. Yeah. And it's never going to be total victory. It's going to be getting a, a few more votes. A few more votes here and there, and, uh, and hopefully buttressing up some of the, the suburbs that have been going weak here lately. I mean... Some of those races we lost in, I don't know, in, in Andover and, and Maple, not Maple Grove. That's pretty solid. But some of, you know, the Apple Valley, for the love of God, Apple Valley. Chanhassen. There was a Chan, house district yeah. in Chanhassen, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apple it, Valley it, sending May, Aaron May Quaid to the Senate. I mean, that's just a, a black mark yeah. on, on all of the entire state. You saw the shift in 2018 where, you know, Republicans started to do well, like uh, 
Congressman Stauber now is yeah. a stalwart in Congressional District 8. That had been Republican once in like a century, mm-hmm. I think. And now uh, you see the shift out there where Republicans are starting to take the 7th and 8th pretty handily. But then the first ring suburbs are becoming more of a challenge. Well, let's talk about the, the wave of depression that has swept so many Republicans, has so many of our friends packing up and, and uh, a la the Clampets moving elsewhere, <laughs> uh, piling granny up on top of the, uh, the, the pickup and heading uh, to, to greener pastures. And why, I don't know, I think that's a little premature, I think. Let's, let's, let's talk about treating the depression that ails so many Minnesota Republicans. Uh, 651-289-4488, or what the heck, wave. We'll try and get your question in here live at the Minnesota State Fair at the GOP booth uh, across from Dino's Euros. That's really the best landmark there is, and next to that other lesser radio station. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. years, Robbinsdale Women's Center has been a place of hope for women facing unplanned pregnancies. 90% of moms served are abortion-minded when they arrive. RWC is debt-free and 100% donor-supported. Robbinsdale Women's Center's mission is to be the first step for women at risk of aborting their babies, empowering them to choose life through education, practical help, and hope in Jesus Christ. You can make a difference by giving at rwcinfo.org. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Autoglass, your local autoglass specialist. At Advantage Autoglass, we have some crazy ideas. Ideas like a lifetime warranty on all windshield replacements, like a person answering when you call, not a robot, and that you don't need the insurance hassle. We'll handle all the paperwork for you. Crazy, right? Visit ReplaceMyWindshield.com and we'll come to you at home or work anywhere in the metro. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. You know, I'm on my third vehicle from Invergrove Hyundai. Hi, I'm Gordy from Maplewood. We bought two this year in four months, and my wife came out, who's not a car person, and said, we need to buy a car with all those safety features. I do all of my service at Invergrove Hyundai. The service is excellent, the timing's excellent, and the price is competitive. They get the job done, they tell you what you need to know. Yeah, I bought a lot of cars. I'm a car guy. Matter of fact... This has been the most positive experience I've ever had. When you're thinking of service, try Invergrove Hyundai. See for yourself, and then you be the judge. I've not found anybody that's any better. They're a very real, honest dealership. Invergrove Hyundai service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Corey Zafke from ClearPath Wealth Advisors here to talk to you about your grocery list. If you're like most people who go to the supermarket, you know the nutritional content and the cost of the items you put in your cart. My two favorites are frozen pizzas and steaks. But living on frozen pizzas alone would be pretty risky for my health, and enjoying steaks would be pretty tough on my wallet. That's why we make informed decisions and limit foods that won't put our health or our budget at risk. But when it comes to investments and risk, Most people couldn't tell you which ones are risky or if they're paying extra hidden fees. So if you'd like to know the real risk level and fees of your investments, give us a call at ClearPath Wealth Advisors. You may be surprised to find out the fees that you're actually paying. Let ClearPath get your financial shopping cart in order and see what potentially saving thousands of dollars could mean for your retirement. Call 952-406-8011 
or check out RetireTwinCities.com. That's RetireTwinCities.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, live at the Minnesota State Fair. We're at the GOP booth, uh, which is located at the south end of Carnes Avenue between Nelson and Underwood Streets. Of course, Carnes is the big north-south street that, that we used to be on back in the, in the good old days up on Machinery Hill. We're just way down the other end of the fairgrounds here. My other big landmark here is we are a block north of Sausages by Cynthia. And for all of the palaver spilled about Pronto Pups... And, and things on a stick. There is nothing like an Italian sausage at Sausages by Cynthia. Simply proof that God loves us and wants the best for us. That's what that Fess is. up. You just want to go stop by see Senator Klobuchar. I mean, oh, that's, that's, all, that's all that's about. <laughs> I, in 20 years off and on of walking by that booth, I don't think I've ever seen the senator there. And I've had opportunities to try. I don't, I, all these years. Never, I did. It never happened. I did once. It was uh, opening day maybe 10 years ago. It was early morning. And, you know, to show what a regular gal is, oh, look at this. I'm here uh, opening day, early morning. I'm having a beer. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, great. We're happy for you. So. <laughs> Got the audio of that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Well, but she was, in a sense, do, in doing that, uh, really was kind of the prototype, the, the model uh, of the entire DFL's current communication strategy. I mean, wasn't it Waltz who took office saying, I'm going to have the most transparent administration in Minnesota state history? And he's gone on to have... A, 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 an administration that makes the East Germans in 1974 look like a hippie commune, and yet their entire communication strategy is selfies. Usually selfies of, of co-governors Waltz and Flanagan stuffing something down their gullets. But that is, that is their communication strategy. Now, Jack, have you ever seen something like that work in the past in all of your years of watching this? I don't know. The DFL is just, on all levels, is... Incredibly disingenuous. Yes. They say the opposite of what they're doing. Yes. And I was talking to somebody yesterday about the, the downfall of local media, local yes. newspapers. Yes. Uh, big newspapers in the state. Like, there's nothing. Where do people get the truth from what's happening in the legislature? Yeah. Like, that, the, the TV stations? Fat chance. Where, like, so people don't know. All people have to believe is what the DFL tells them yeah. is happening in the legislature. Yeah, and 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 they, so then they can lie to people, and, and and there's no way for the the people to know that they're being lied to. And and that, and, and I'm glad to hear you say that because I have felt so intensely that the DFL strategy is to just throw things against the wall and let it stick because no one's going to yeah. call them on it. Well, it's but, how they legislated basically. I mean, a lot of this legislation that passes is, is being subject to lawsuits now because they're like, well, they can't sue us for everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Leaving leaving that aside, the fact that they they legislatively threw against the law. I'm talking just in terms of messaging. Well, sure. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The the brand newly minted Berg's 24th law says Democrats can count on being able to say anything they want to people, because a their core audience, the union professionals and teachers and university staff who live in the neighborhood around this fairgrounds. don't really think all that critically about these things, and they can count on the media not doing anything to fix that here. And so we get risible tripe, like like the phrase "fully funding education." Now, Jack, Brad, you and I follow these things. I know uh, several of us have have asked DFOs, "Could you please define?" Just give me a number. I remember. A number. The, I remember the day after the election, Jack said, "Well, we're going to finally find out what fully funded means." <laughs> I don't know that we have, but uh, no. In fact, we've we found what it isn't, and that is the number that was just passed 
uh, this, this past May because they're already complaining about being short of money. That's, uh, we, we started to dip our toe into that a little bit earlier here right now. The, 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 the districts are already complaining about being short of money, short of everything except lunch. For a long time, I thought that the that Education Minnesota was a subsidiary of the DFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think that's flipped. Yeah, I think it's, I think the DFL is a subsidiary of Education Minnesota, the teachers union. Oh yeah, uh, which don't kid yourself, it's a labor union. Yep. like any other labor union. Right. Oh and yeah. I don't, I don't begrudge them for that. I begrudge them for pretending they're not. Oh yeah. Um, and they were in charge of everything. They were in charge. They had eighteen billion dollar surplus. Yep. All the power, unchecked power, to raise whatever taxes they want, and they did. Yep. There is no excuse for education to not be fully funded at this point and forever because they had every opportunity to do it. Yep. The GOP had no, had, had no say in any of it. There were no checks and balances on the power of government other than potentially courts uh, in, in the future here. And, and yet they, we're, we're already seeing the complaints here right now. So, yeah, what, what is fully funding education? It is a unicorn. It is, yeah. is Mitch's third date with Anna Kendrick. That's what it is. Bill Walsh with the Center of the American Experiment said this on my show or in the break. I can't <laughs> tell the difference anymore. A uh, month or so ago. And he said it, it, it's cyclical. Like the education, the teachers know how much money yep. the school district has to pay them. Yep. So that's what they ask for. Yep. And that's what they get. Yep. And then there's no money for anything else. So it comes back around and somebody else needs money for something else and there is no money. So then they got to go back to the legislature. And it's just... It's over and over and over again. Yep, it, it is, and it is, and you're and you're right. The DFL has become a fully funded, fully owned subsidiary of the DFL, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, other the other way, way around. The DFL is working for the teachers union. You, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You nailed it right there. And, and 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 by the way, the parts that aren't controlled by the teachers union, uh, the other part that that they tell people uh, that that, that is uh, pure Republican turf. Plutocrats with deep pockets. Mm-hmm. I suppose there's no other type of plutocrat. I mean, by, by dint of being a plutocrat, you have deep pockets. But they tend to be overwhelmingly progressive, especially in this state. Alliance for a Better Minnesota uh, runs, in, in effect, whatever parts of the DFL that the, that the teachers union doesn't. Yeah. I mean, when Alita Messenger says jump, uh, Ryan Winkler says, how high? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, this is, yeah. So the Republican Party of Minnesota has something like uh, 1,200, no, no, like 50,000 small donors. Yep. Small dollar donors. Yep. Individuals. DFL's got like 1,200. Yep. Um, the, the DFL is funded by the plutocrats. Yes. Uh, Ken Martin, if he even has to make a phone call, ha- because he probably doesn't, because they probably just send him the money, um, there's a list. Like oh, yeah. eight entities yeah. that provide total of like $20 million oh, for yeah. the DFL every year. And Derek Brigham. We don't have that. Yeah, back in 2010, Derek Brigham uh, did this flow chart of the uh, how all of these uh, it, the groups, as of back then, and, and most of them are still there. I mean, mm-hmm. Win Minnesota, Alliance for Better Minnesota, the various union PACs, uh, the various uh, public employee union PACs, uh, how they all connect together. And of course, it's it's a huge shell game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you couldn't design a money laundering scheme more more effectively. Uh, than this, and you're right, Ken Martin. Not only does Ken Martin not have to call anybody, uh, but he came to the DFL from Wynn, Minnesota. Yeah. He ran one of these money laundering operations for many yeah. years. The the party of the little guys raises its money from from two sources: um, public employee unions, yep, or rich people, yep, 
like Alita Messenger, who yep. made her money, who didn't make her money, but her, her forefathers made that money in oil, dirty, yep. filthy oil. And the Republican Party, the party of the rich, uh, all of the stuff you see here was funded by those 50,000 small-dollar donors who yep. are just regular people. Who are coming in to buy the merchandise to fund the party a little bit further, hopefully, with yep. any luck at all here. So, so Everything yeah. people think of how the two parties operate in this state is backwards. There's, there's also a Berg's Law referencing that, Mitch Berg. Something about projection. That's believe. right. Yeah. Berg, Seems Berg's to me. seventh law. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Full effect here. Absolutely. So uh, how about let's take a quick break here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to jump out a little bit early here, but we'll be back at the Minnesota State Fair. Jack Tomzak, normally heard uh, Saturdays from 3 to 5. Brad Carlson, norma, uh, normally on the closer edition, uh, Sundays from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. I'm, of course, Mitch Berg. This is usually my house back at the studio, 1 to 3 every Saturday. Thanks Got, for having us. Hey, my the pleasure. The air is nicer yeah. earlier in the day on Saturdays. Much nicer it's than so, 3 to 5. It's so, so cool. It's I hope fresher. you guys took your shoes off, by the way. We'll be right back. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. The other day I noticed an ad for an apple pie. It showed a slice with the delicious sugary apples oozing out. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we're starting a new series where we'll share with you who we are and why we do what we do. We're a local, trusted, professional exterior contractor specializing in asphalt shingle roofing and seamless gutters. If you add up our collective experience and how long we've been in this industry, it's hundreds of years combined. We're small enough to take care of the little houses in St. Paul and Minneapolis and big enough to handle large churches or commercial buildings. We take a genuine interest in the work we do, the estimates we send out, our customers, and most importantly, the families that live in the homes we work on. We wish the inside of our company was as yummy as an apple pie, but we found we're better at roofing than baking. Look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Join Stock and Barrel on September 9th for the most exciting event of the year, the grand opening of The Vault, their pre-owned and specialty firearms collection. Enjoy free food, mind-blowing giveaways, and goodie bags for the first 30 guests. Come explore a wide selection of rare specialty pieces and top-notch pre-owned firearms, all carefully curated for The Vault. Firearm collectors won't want to miss out on this event. Mark your calendars and bring your friends to the Vault Grand Opening in Egan. Learn more at stockandbarrel.com. 
turning on your favorite ministry, or catching your favorite talk show. These are just a couple of reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly. Visit dependonam.com to help keep AM radio and vehicles for the next generation. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, live at the Minnesota State Fair at the Minnesota GOP booth on uh, on Carnes, just next to the lesser radio station, the uh, the, the the station that, that many of you used to listen to to see if you're going to school that day or not. Uh, so yeah, it was a great radio station. We're flocking to yeah. The end of that. We're okay. the pot of gold. That's at the end right. Of this rainbow. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, speaking of, of, of pots of gold, uh, the, uh, the we, reminder has been bandying about here today to make sure. Right, there's a reason for that, Brad Carlson. Yeah, uh, the, uh, Bob Barker passes away at age 99. Of course, a longtime host of the Price is Right. It ended every Price is Right. Says uh, Bob Barker reminding you to help pet spayed or neutered some people have no idea what i'm talking about bob barker was the guy who fought happy gilmore maybe that gives you proper context here so yeah Yeah, that's how some people remember him better you know and and the price is wrong Uh, yeah right what we have another hoax what no that that was was a line for the movie (laughs) that i can't say out loud or (laughs) things get fined and i get see mitch and i are on the other end of the (laughs) memory spectrum here but no uh that Price is Right was a staple of my summer vacation as a kid. I woke up at the crack of 10 a.m. every su- every weekday during summer vacation to watch Price is Right. That's dedication, Mitch Burke. I think I, dedication. Saw it, I think I saw it like five times with Barker and once with Drew Carey, but I know what you mean, and, and I thought it... It just tells you a little bit about the the effect of internet hoaxes. I I thought he was dead like at least ten years. There ago. were yeah, there were a couple because mm-hmm. he had a bad fall about a decade ago, and yeah, there were reports that he had passed on. Like, nope, what I remember nope, most is his microphone. Yes, this long skinny microphone. Yes, and uh, Barker's Beauties, which ushered many a boy into manhood. Indeed. Oh, good call. Good call. Yeah, and and he indulged in. In the in the uh, uh, he he did fish off the company pier. I'll just say that Salem Broadcasting yeah. is not responsible for the content <laughs> of this broadcast. No, so, they're disavowing themselves. Yes, yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, just, so going back to the teachers' union subject here, and I, 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 it's interesting to me because I grew up. I mean, my my mother's parents are both teachers. My little sister's a teacher today, although uh, as conservative as any of us. Uh, in Montana, of course, you can get away with that still to some extent. And my father was a high school teacher. Uh, he was taught, uh, taught speech for 35, 40 years. Great, great teacher. Oh, it's all making sense now, Mitch. Oh, yeah. Taught high school speech there. That, that'll connect some dots for you there. Didn't he teach the current governor of North Dakota? He t- taught his wife. His wife, okay. Yeah, the first lady of North Dakota is a classmate of mine and a student of my dad's, as is, by the way, the father of Matt Gates. Don Gates, really? my dad's student back when I was born, uh, okay. former Republican senator, uh, Don Gates okay. of Florida, the father of Matt Gates. So there's, the, there's your connection right there. My dad also taught Jim Ramstead, for those of you who really wow. want to get into political trivia. I catch myself, Mitch, being amazed at all of the, the famous people from North Dakota you know, and then I remember there's 17 people who live there. That's <laughs> right. So of course you're going to know everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Don't yeah. forget Shadow Stevens. Shadow Stevens, yeah. classmate oh, really? of Jim. Oh yeah. Shadow wow. Worked for Jim. I mean, came up and helped Jim Ramstad in his campaign first huh. time around. Also, student of my dad's. Yes. 
And uh, we'll talk about how that he all. He must connect. be so disappointed in you. He, he <laughs> having wow. all these greats come through. Yeah, I, I was I was the failure to launch here. So that's uh, that's uh, just ask my dad. Which brings us back to the actual subject of the story I started here, which is my dad, teachers union guy, his whole life I was a president of the local at least once when I was a kid. As, and by the way, had not vo- I think may have voted for one Republican in his adult life. That would be Doug Burgum because, of course, he's kind of a homer because having a student as the mm-hmm. first lady is kind of a... Whatever you know, it takes, yeah. First Republican he's ever voted for. And, and it's, I mean, Doug Burgum has, has led to the extinction of every Democrat to the west of the Red River Valley in North Dakota. So we'll give him that much here. But my dad has never voted for a Democrat, sounds like a you know, 1960s, 1970s Democrat in every possible way. But you get him started talking about the teachers' union, he sounds like a Ron Paul voter all really? of a sudden. here. Oh, yeah. Some of the teachers who came up through the system the way it used to be have seen what have happened over this last, say, 30 years here and, and the way that the, the teachers' union has morphed from being a, Somebody who fought for working conditions for teachers, which, by the way, weren't always that, that, that wonderful. I mean, teacher, teaching used to be kind of a, the armpit of the world in terms of professions uh, with a lot of... Lot there of, was a time and a place for labor unions there was in this a, country, yeah. and I think it's less needed now. It's less needed now, and in fact, it, it, it's been counterproductive to the point where they have made teaching in effect, a blue-collar assembly line job in so many ways. And, of course, uh, Brad, having a teacher in your, uh, in your immediate vicinity. I married into it, yes. Yes, yes. you married into the, into the trade. And, well, that's, uh, that's the thing. Is, is, is like you know, the Janus decision, which came out five, six years ago, the Supreme yeah. Court ruled that uh, you cannot compel dues. You know, as a public employee union, it has to be a voluntary thing. And yep. um, my wife, in very good faith, says, look, I know how this works. You know, 90% of my dues went to causes I don't support, and, and I will not pay dues for that. However, I understand that I, my salary is negotiated, and you all negotiate on my behalf, even though I'm not part of the union. So I'm willing to pay that portion of my union dues to offset the costs of negotiating. And they're yeah. all, oh, no, no, all or nothing. Really? All or nothing. Yeah. And in wow. good faith, they, she approached them and said, I will pay that portion for negotiating, and they, and they wouldn't do it. So it's just like, okay, if, if, if unions are, are, are such a worthwhile uh, operation, wouldn't you, oh, I don't know, maybe want to uh, endear more better public relations to people to want to join them mm-hmm. instead of needed it to be mandatory? Uh, withdrawn from your paycheck, so I, I just don't understand the dynamic. Yeah, and and it's that you told me that story the other day, and I thought, huh, oh, what? Uh, because I taught for a semester at Metro State, and uh, in the writing program, and, uh, and and I got replaced by one of my students, whose father at the hmm. time was the chair of the Senate Higher Education Appropriations Subcommittee. So it made perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, smooth move on the part of the department. But no, I, I was offered, well, I mean, I was given, offered a choice when I started that semester. I could either uh, join the union for 120 bucks for the semester or pay fair share for $108, basically a $10 discount for not being in the union but for doing what your wife wanted to do. And I figured that 12 bucks, as a conservative who thought maybe I might get back into talk radio someday mm-hmm. was the best 12 bucks I've ever spent. Because I've been able to drop the union card on people, figuratively <laughs> speaking, ever since. Uh, yeah, me and my union brother. Back up, were you in the union, my, my progressive friend? No? Well, well, let me tell you something. As a, as a union brother here, <laughs> best 12 bucks I ever spent. And, and I, uh, hearing the way they treated your spouse, Brad, 
made me think this these, this is the way spoiled toddlers behave. Well, Do and, it all my way or not at all. And plus, you, you know, once the decision was handed down, they had a very specific process to withdraw. It, had, it was in this very short window of time mm-hmm. that if you missed it, you basically had to stay in for an entire calendar year until that short window came around again. So, yeah. again, I, I, I ask, it's like, if that's your way of enticing people to join the union, I, I think you could probably use a little bit better people skills. Dale Carnegie uh, uh, might be uh, something you might want to invest in a little bit. How to win friends and influence people by force. <laughs> Indeed, that's right. yes. Well, of course, yeah, when you haven't had to entice people to do anything for right. 60, uh, well, 80 to 100, well, teachers, about 80 years now. Uh, you haven't actually had to learn any people skills for quite some time. You, or more people skills than, I don't know, Tony Soprano mm-hmm. had to learn uh, on a show that was at least fictional. So, so uh, I've got a sister. I've got two. My oldest sister uh, was a teacher in, the, in Savage. Okay. And last, let's say, Savage. October, okay. had decided to exit the profession. Oh, mm, really? Uh, okay. Fed up with it, fed up with the lack of discipline in schools. Yeah. Don't blame her. And then uh, happened to find a job nearby, but in Wisconsin, mm. and that's where she's teaching this year. Wow. So she's eventually moving, moving over. And my sister is, a, is, a proud, is, is, is okay with the union, and I've let, I've let that be. Yeah. She'll figure it out on her own. Oh, yeah. But the discipline problems in school are a direct result of the legislative things that the DFL, which is owned by the teachers' union, has done. Yeah. We're seeing now in the news that uh, uh, school resource officers, cops mm. and schools, SROs, yeah. um, they've, after this legislative session, there are different rules now for how they can uh, handle problems with students in school. <laughs> yeah. And they can't lay hands on a kid until there's violence. Oh, so a cop can't prevent the violence. He has to react and then separate, I guess. Yeah. And I, teachers don't like this. They don't like this. Huh, teachers want to teach guessed. in a safe environment, but the, the, the politician that the teachers' union installed in the government is making it harder for teachers to do their job. Yeah. Like, the union doesn't even work for teachers anymore. No. And, and in fact, the, the, the linkage between the political leadership and the consultant class... Mm-hmm. Drives so many of these quote reforms end quote used to do the scare quotes on in the old days that was always a cool uh, feature, but uh, I don't know if you, any of you have ever followed the work of Pacific Consulting Group. No, uh, PCG. A little bit. Yeah, heard yeah. of it. They are yeah, yeah they yeah. are a consulting group. Oh, which, yes. Yes, which yes, 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 yes. Every school district in the metro uh, spends big money to get them to come in and say okay and make up rules like this. I mean, th- these people are behind that. Of course, this is fits. Uh, hand in glove with the, the DFL's strategy in, in every area. These just are the implementation side of, of the equation. Aaron so, Benner put me onto them yeah. back in the day. Yep. And I've, I've been put onto that by some friends of mine in the education business. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's amazing how much damage that particular consulting group mm-hmm. and, it, and the waves mm-hmm. that it sends through the political class have done to education. And, and your sister talking about, yeah, being a teacher in North Minneapolis. I mean, that's, um, that's, uh, you know, that's where you can see that you can expect the, um, the, the discipline to be falling apart. You did say she taught in North Minneapolis, right? Savage. Oh, wait. It's far away from there. Back wait, up. What? What? Savage. Savage. Huh. Okay. Oh. I missed that part the first time. Savage has discipline problems. But here's the thing. Like, I, it's, it's in the suburbs. 
Yes, I, yeah, I didn't know that was the it's it's problem in the summers, than it is. It is, which the last thing anyone expected to see 10 years ago. One of many things in Minnesota politics nobody expected 10 years ago. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Minnesota State Fair at the GOP booth. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 